This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Chatter and lore. And welcome to Rude Alchemy Chatter and Lore. I'm Andy. I'm Tom. I beat you that time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Ryan. How long have you been planning this? Since our last Chatter and Lore. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't know why. It really tickles me that you impishly have been waiting to do that. (laughs) And I. And I'm, and I'm Ryan. Hi, and, Ryan. And we are the creators of Rude Alchemy. Chatter and Lore is that special place where we talk about Rude Alchemy, who we are, why we're doing it, and also tell some stories that will expand the ridiculous universe we're creating. This is the first episode of Rude Alchemy. You're listening to that. Basically, <laughs> oh. I, I've said this so many times. This is the first episode you're listening to. It's great. Um, but like, we're going to enhance and expand the world of the series, so you'll have a better time. If you first listen to episodes from our current season, which is just past. It's called Bruff Tax Wind Sky Sailor. It's the second part of that season. Um, the whole darn thing is on our feed right now. In this episode of Chatter and Lore, we'll be uh, talking a little bruff. We'll be playing a game from Tom. And we'll be listening to a story from Andrew. And we'll also be uh, answering questions from the listeners. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's so. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's get right to it, shall we? And jump in with some round-robin questions for one another. Um, let's see. Ryan, what question do you have for us? Okay. What, what season did we just do? Rough tax win. Rough tax win. Oh, Next question. Right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start with me first. Okay. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Oh, um, my question is for everyone, and Ooh. it is uh, if we could if we could do if Root Alchemy was just one season, and we had to just because remember in the beginning we were like so what is Carver Crane is this is why don't we just call the channel Carver Crane Bottom Bone Detective we were like well because we're going to do different things what if Root Alchemy was just one thing what universe would you want it to be what Rudiverse? Uh, uh, first to answer is Ryan Whalen. Um, I really, I like, I, I like, I like the, uh, the airship world. I think there's, uh, I like it. I'd, I'd go with bruff, the bruff, the bruff, the bruff universe. Bruff, bruff tax went on iTunes and Thomas Hodgkin. Carver. Carver Cranebottom, Bone Detective, Andrew James Wertner. Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. No. Wow. Really? A different answer from every person. <laughs> it's my favorite music. 
Your favorite music, okay. Yep, yep. That's that's more to do with Benjamin J. Robb. Absolutely. Than it does Very with anything that we have man. to do. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that was my question. Andrew. Everybody Andrew, wins. Andrew. Yes? yes? That was a really good question. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I guess, Tom, because you're so complimentary, you uh, have no, to ask the no. next question. No, no, Andy. Andy goes next. Andy goes next. <laughs> Ryan, when yeah. you wrote the last episode of Bruff oh. Taxwind Sky Sailor ever, yeah. why did yeah. you decide to kill um, the main characters? <laughs> <laughs> that, now, that's a good question. There is a position uh, in the uh, rude alchemy process uh that's uh-huh. the what, what did we call the the story i don't even know what we call it. i forget what, what what was your position called andy the uh lead editor the story showrunner thank you tom the showrunner yeah. and they create a um a outline of the episodes and at the, the the last paragraph of the last episode in that outline it said that the bomb blew up and i can't imagine uh, anything else happening but everyone dying so I mean I just I just did what I was told yeah to there's do. no way to get out of that you're right I'm just following orders hmm heard a lot of that at Nuremberg <laughs> <laughs> but come on uh, Ryan there's there's lots, I believe it's lots of different devices you know I mean come on what 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 did that bomb do I don't I mean what did the bomb do it opened up a gateway into <laughs> the living, Hades. the living and the dead. Okay, right, right. So, just, just hey, I- think about it, Andy, a little bit. Come on. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> Who's next? It's it's either Tom or Ryan. All right, I'll go. Um, if if Hollywood, if if a Hollywood director wanted to make um, a movie about Root Alchemy. What actors would be cast in each of our roles? Like who, who would play us? Um, Andrew, let's go with you first. Oh, who would play me? Uh, no, who would like you have to like? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's that would be shorter. Ca- just yeah. cast yourself. It's funny if we're casting ourselves. We got to cast each other. Yeah, yeah you're let's right. Cast no, cast just cast everybody. Cast everybody. Yeah, just cast everybody. Um, but yourself. Uh, cast already. But yourself. Everybody but myself. Okay. Um, oh, I really wanted to cast myself. Uh, uh, Tom would be um, Patrick Wilson. Oh, um, thank you, sir. Yeah, I think that. I think that's. He's I think that's a compliment. Handsome. I'm I think taking that's a compliment. It as well. I'm it? taking okay. it. Uh, Ryan would be. Um, uh, <laughs> Are you serious? I was my. You gut, did like my a fat was... chortle. You did a fat. <laughs> no! Your laugh was fat. <laughs> I can't wait Chris to hear Farley. that again because that laugh I sounded was fat. Say, I was gonna say, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's not I, my gut reaction was Zach Galifianakis, but that might just be because I'm 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 watching the second season of Baskets and and Ooh. loving every second of it. I haven't seen it. And Zach Galifianakis is not fat. No, he lost weight. No, he's husky. He's husky. He's husky. Yeah, yeah but he could what, put on, he could put on enough weight if he <laughs> if you give him about six months. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then Andy would be um, Andy would be uh, um, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Christian Stanley Bale and the Machine Stanley Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> Just because right. Stan Tucci Stan Tucci goes after whatever you know, he's like a bu- he's not he's afraid a of he's not a. 
And he's a Balden. Yeah, a Baldman. All right, Wertner. Uh, I, of course, would be played by James Woods. Um, Andrew, um, I don't know, Tolly McHandsome of the week, whoever that is. Uh, I don't even know. Um, I don't know who would play Andrew. Um, tall, I'm just thinking, who's tall? Who's like a tall... Vince Vaughn. Angular, mm. <laughs> kind of angular guy. Yeah. Like a tall... A Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Jordan Peele for Andrew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh that's actually that's great. A, yeah, that's, that's great. a great compliment. This is a love fest we're having here. Uh, Tom... Steve Buscemi. Damn it! (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) Because he looks just like him. (laughs) I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, And uh, Ryan uh, Megan McCarthy. (laughs) I truly. That's good. Truly hate you. That's good. All right, Whalen, it's your chance to get back at everybody. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> Does the actor or actress have to be alive? No, no, no. Oh, I no. would say that you would be played by Chris Farley, but oh, right now, oh, Chris oh, Farley. Okay. <laughs> 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 I just had this thought the other day. I feel like uh, Salvador Dali could play Andrew and vice versa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Um, okay. Let's see. Tom, I guess, would be, um, oh, man. Like Hugh Grant, probably, right? No. <laughs> oh, I should have said Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll say Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Uh-huh. But, hold on. <laughs> it's, Ryan Go- it's Ryan Gosling from uh, Blue Valentine when he plays the older Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I will take that. Thank you. <laughs> you have no no because that guy didn't have much, but boy was he happy with what oh, he had. Man, that I can't right, I can't you. watch that movie again. It's just it's very difficult to watch that movie. Oh, I'll never watch it again. Oh, but it was a beautiful oh, movie, man. Except for that bitch. Oh, don't brainwash. Don't let him brainwash you. Oh God, I hated that woman. She ruined everything. Oh. She ruined everything. Oh, uh, Andy. Oh, jeez, Andy. I would go with. Um, Oh, who's that guy? Um, oh, what's it? Um, this is the worst for me. Okay, it's the guy. He was in uh, American Horror Story. Uh, he played uh, like the waiter in one. The guy was mute in the I think Coven or something. That he was. Uh, you you know him? What did he? What's his name? I. What are you talking? Who? What, what? did he do in the? What did he do? Did he do anything in the first two seasons? Because that's all I'm really familiar with. He was the burned guy. The guy with the burns. You know him. He's uh, he's openly homosexual. Uh, what show? Oh, American, yeah, American, yeah, Horror Story. American Horror Story. American Horror Story. He's on True Blood. Uh, Dennis that's O'Hare. That's it. Dennis O'Hare. Yes, Dennis O'Hare. <laughs> so Salvador Dali for Andrew. Uh-huh. Dennis O'Hare for Andy. And uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh, is it O'Hara? What about yourself? Oh, oh myself. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I get be, it. Yeah. No, he doesn't look like Andy. Uh, oh, what's his name? Charles Lawton. That'd be that'd be me, Charles Lawton. <laughs> and then Tom, I, 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 Tom still has to cast, right? 
Oh, should I do it? I thought, yeah, well, sure. okay. Well, oh, just, yeah. Why not? Well, just well very quickly, I'll just say I already gave Whalen's. Um, Wertner would be played by um, Christian Bale in The Machinist. And, uh, <laughs> Kane would be played by a young Eugene Levy. Oh, oh that's nice. Okay. And I would Canadian. be uh, I would be Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And Ryan? Oh, Chris Farley. Chris, the, right. Chris Farley, but today, now, right Chris, like now, Chris Coffin. Chris Farley, current right. Chris Farley. Dead, yeah, a dead, dead guy. Dead, dead for 15 years, Chris Farley. <laughs> Great. Uh, Ryan, I believe uh, it's time to pay the piper oh, with, with your question. question. Yes. Oh, um, I guess... Um, I guess the question is this: This is, this is an artistic question, but uh, with the difficulties of time and everything, uh, I just like to know on a scale of one to ten. And you, I want you to be all be honest. How? What's what's your honest level of of continuing our breakthrough and and uh, our amazing um, collaboration that is Rude Alchemy? What? I don't understand the question. On a scale of one to ten, how likely are we to continue? Is yes, that the question? Yes. How? Oh, okay. where, where would you, how many where, words did you have to use? You know what? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe over here. Tom. Uh, who who goes for us? Oh. oh, me. Yeah. Ten, because I'll kill myself otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Seven point three. Really? Oh my God, Andy. That's Andy does that's a optimistic. Lot. Does a lot. Andrew. Uh, yeah, like an even seven. Oh my God, really? This is our fiftieth. Like this optimistic. is our fiftieth show. This is our fiftieth show, by the way. <sighs> what I mean, I, possible we'll, reason we'll would continue. we have to stop? <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue past this episode. I'm sure of that. That's a ten. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess the, I should have asked Ryan how long, like. What do you mean by continue? Do you mean forever? Do you mean for the next ten years? Do you mean? Uh, no, I, I'd say for the significant, like uh, for, for the. Okay, I'll give you foreseeable future for the foreseeable future. And if you want specifics from how how long have we been doing it? Is it is it two years? Two, two years. So another yeah, two, two years. years. Another two years of what we've done. All right, I, I'd give that an eight. I would bump the whole thing up to eight. All right. I would stay at seven. Two years. Two years out. I would stay at seven. I'd go up to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I think all those numbers are very are, are good. I think that's a, that's a good. What sign. about you? Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely ten. I'm there. Oh good, good. The, the two guys. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving right along. And we're back. Uh, Tom has uh, graciously decided to uh, honor us with a game. So, Tom, take it away. Okay. So this is really exciting because um, when we decided what roles we were going to do, uh, I decided to, you know, I, I said I would do a game. And uh, I was really trying to think about, like, what new <laughs> and exciting kind of fun game we could play. Um, and I really wanted to think of something very unique and like, oh, well, unique and, and exciting and fun and challenging for all of us. Um, and I didn't, so we're just going to do history, okay? Oh. All right. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Weird history. Weird history. All right. Oh, Here we go. Tom oh, the worst of these questions. What's that? Nothing. I didn't. No. 
I didn't catch that. I'm just really excited to play, Tom. <laughs> really excited. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. okay. I'm just going to get uh, Google started. Yeah, yeah. Fire that bad boy up. I'm just looking for a pen here real quick. <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> so I'm going to read them off. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give you... We know how to play Weird two. History, Tom. It's our 50th episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. For the folks at home, uh, Weird History... <laughs> Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. Ready? <clears throat> you all right? The earth. <laughs> this is never, never going to end. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, which one? <laughs> oh. My jaw hurts. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. Which oh. one is true? The... <laughs> Which one is true? Okay. okay. The earliest known pornographic movie oh, was shit. released for public viewing within one year of the first mainstream movie released for public viewing. Or... It is believed among modern experts that the greatest predatory threat to the Tyrannosaurus Rex was the Stegosaurus. Let's start with Whalen. Uh, porno. Okay. Werner? Um, hmm, that's a weird one. Uh... Okay, uh, dinosaurs. All right. And <laughs> Mr. Kane. I, I don't I the predatory threat seems to indicate that the stegosaurus is is being a predator upon the yeah. tyrannosaurus, but perhaps it's a perhaps what it really means is that predatory threat of the tyrannosaurus in its in its being a predator is getting killed by the thing that it's trying to kill. No, I mean so, like what was the greatest predator of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, oh. what killed the Tyrannosaurus Rex more than anything else? And that's the Stegosaurus. Stegs. I don't know if they lived during the same time. Oh, hell I'm going to say porno. Shit. Okay. So Whalen has one, and Kane has one, and Mr. Wartner yeah. is negative one. That was terrible. In fact, the time difference between the two of them, the time difference between the Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Stegosaurus was greater than the time difference between the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and us. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Really? You, you should, should be. be. You should be. <laughs> Very much so. Here we go. During the Battle of Stalingrad, a local railway station changed from Soviet... I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. During the Battle of Stalingrad, a local that, railway station... That should be a tip for everybody. Mm-hmm. ...changed hands <laughs> from Soviet to German control... And back again, 14 times in six hours. Or, Napoleon is today considered among the shortest Frenchmen to have ever lived. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's start with Wartner. <clears throat> Stalingrad. And Kane. Stalingrad. Whalen. Stalingrad. <laughs> 
Okay, that was an easy one. There's midgets. <laughs> Little people. Uh, let's see here. So we're at uh, Whalen and Kane have two, and Wertner has zero. Okay, ready? Which one is true? Okay. Contrary to our common understanding and certainly what Hollywood portrays, the Vietnam War was largely supported among the nation's youth, specifically college students. Or Mississippi became the last state to lift the ban on interracial marriage in 2003. Uh, let's start with Kane. Uh, Vietnam. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, Whalen. Oh. Oh. Um. Mississippi. Hmm. <laughs> same response. Huh, interesting. My response is the same. <laughs> Werner, Werner, you could go either way because we have we have both choices taken here. Mississippi. Okay, Kane is at three. Oh no, Werner is at negative one, and Whalen is at one. (laughs) I was really surprised by that. In fact, um, when you look at the Gallup polls done throughout the '60s, it was actually people over fifty. That opposed the war in the greatest numbers. Ah, probably because they were so because they were they had lived war, through the other ones. They had, they had lived through the other ones exactly. So when did Mississippi? So, uh, let's oh, see. Oh, still on the books. Which still on the books. One is true. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be one of those like old timey laws. Yeah, that, that just people stopped following, and off. then they just you, you know. could kind of say like Mississippi was the last state to do anything, and people would be like, "Well, that's probably true." <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Sorry, Mississippi. <clears throat> yeah, All right, you. in nineteen ninety nine. Queen Elizabeth and the royal family successfully suppressed an expose that outed the queen as a closeted lesbian. And it was thought that the book was too well-sourced to refute were it ever to be released to the public. Or it is calculated that in the last 3,500 years... There has only been 230 years of peace throughout the civilized world. Uh, let's start with... I don't think Kane has gone... F- oh, no, Wertner. Let's start with Wertner. Could you read the second one again, please? It is calculated that in the last 3,500 years, there has only been 230 years of peace throughout the civilized world. I tell you, I don't care for either of these. Not one bit. Uh, well, you have to pick one to be true. I Which know. Which one do you think is true? Yeah. Neither of them feel particularly true is what I'm trying to say. Well, if you, uh, if you keep talking like John Wayne, maybe one of them will sound more true. Ooh. Might could. See if it works. <laughs> I'll go with the years of peace. Okay. If that's what you think. <laughs> Let's go with Whalen. 
Yeah, the years of peace. I just can't believe the queen would be a lesbian. But, uh, well, to be clear... I believe it. I just can't believe they would successfully they suppress that the book was... information. Right. Well, they do control a lot over there. Yeah. Uh, and Kane. I mean, they're never in the tabloids. That's a good point. Sorry, I'm helping Andrew right now. <laughs> Maybe so I'm but, not. But again, it, I'm but not again I just want to be clear. It was thought that the book was too well-sourced to refute were it to be released to the public. Okay. just wanted to remind remind everybody of that last sentence. They both said uh, the war thing, right? Yeah, They did both say the war thing. And I'm winning, so no matter what, if I stay with them, we'll all move the same way. So I'm going to say the war thing. Shrewd. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, yes, you were all correct about the war. Ha-ha! <laughs> so, right. Kane is leading with four... Waylon is coming in second with two. Wow. Warner's a big zero. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just couldn't believe that there would ever be a gay queen. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get, I get it. it. I get All it. right. Oh, that's good. Thank you. All right. Last one, and we do have a bonus if needed, which we always do anyway. Um, which one is true? Okay. Which one is true? We're picking the one that's true. Yeah, I'm you're going to change the rules on this last question. Okay, but this one, true. you're going to tell me which one is true, okay? Right. <laughs> Since 1945, <coughs> all British Excuse military me. tanks have been equipped with tea-making facilities. <laughs> or China has participated in only two international wars. Let's go with Kane. I feel like we had the T-Tank one. I think T-Tank. Whalen? Uh, I'm just looking at China's surroundings. Uh, On Google? Fought with us? No, not on Google. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that in the in the Atlas of your mind. On Bing, oh, God, Bing is. If you also don't answer wrong. in five seconds. You get it wrong. <laughs> <I'll be big>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Chromium. That's what I use. Chromium. Um, no, I'll go with T. Uh, Tom, could you please yeah. uh, tell me what um, what is the score between me and Ryan right now? How, what's the <laughs> yeah. differential? Two points. So he went with T, is that correct? Uh-huh. That's right. All right. So I'm going to throw myself on the gr- grenade. I'm going to go with China because that could tie us up. And then I could no. presumably still have some sort of chance to, to beat him. Right. It could if, if it worked out for you. But it right. didn't. Right. Oh, it did. So he has, he has three and you have uh-huh. negative one now. Okay. And Kane, Kane has five. And how, yeah, and how many more you know what's questions funny? do I have to... We, we, you, have, you have one bonus, but it's worth ten points. The bonus, po- oh, bonus, great. bonus okay, worth ten excellent. points. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know what, Kane? As I was reading it out loud, I was like, oh, I do think we've already done that one. I think we did that one. <laughs> I think we did the... I mean, I don't know. We do so many things with British and tea. I don't know. Maybe it's just... Yeah. But as I was reading it, I was like, I think I might have done this one. All right. This is the bonus. It's worth ten points. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm changing up the rules, motherfucker. I won. I won. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I never win. I don't think I've ever won before. Well, you know what's funny? I think wh- wh- this is the second time Whalen hasn't lost, which is really impressive. It's a little disturbing. <sighs> I think we should get to this question. 
I won in the right. beginning. I remember when this I think I won for, one in the beginning. Oh, that's adorable. This is for 10 points. <laughs> okay. Points. Hmm. This isn't a really good one, though. Oh, jeez. Oh, I feel like... I feel like I could make this better. All right, let's see here. Huh, interesting. All right. Make this better. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready? In 1969, 58% of of the American public used marijuana at least semi regularly. Or they did what? Or I oh, broke Jesus up Christ. there. Yeah, yeah, you broke oh, I, up. Oh, did I break up? Oh, yep. okay. <clears throat> in 1969, 58 percent of the American public used marijuana at least semi-regularly. Did everybody catch that one? Yes. Okay. Or or George W. Bush was nearly assassinated by somebody who threw a grenade at him. Let's go with let's go with no Burton. context. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right. <laughs> let's go with Wartner. This is for ten points. This could make you win the game. Why don't you go with Ryan so I have a chance to catch him? No. That's exactly why I'm not doing that. Okay, so it's either Bush or marijuana. That's right. <sighs> Kind of like the 1992 election, because you know? um, <clears throat> Clinton was okay. Um, yeah. Yep, yeah, everybody get it. Really funny. He didn't inhale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't. Yep. Really funny. It was a really funny joke. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's go with <laughs> the. Uh, I really feel like I would have heard if he was assassinated, but I can't understand where they would get a statistic like 58. Um, but it's not so high as... No, that can't be it. That can't, all right, George W. Bush. Okay, okay. Let's go with Whalen. Threw a grenade. A grenade. Ugh. Wait, Werner, would you, which one did you pick? Bush True. Bush. Bush True, okay. Whalen, what, did you, what are you picking? Maybe Tom's talking about that movie. <clears throat> uh, I'll say I'm gonna go with I can't yeah, Bush grenade idiot. Who's an idiot? Bush? I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's a little, a little harsh. Um, okay, Andrew Kane. This you could win this. You could lose this. No, I couldn't because I'm gonna say Bush grenade. Oh, oh. You see, you see what he did? Yeah, that 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 actually makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah okay yes Bush grenade is true. Um, Woo. You have any so any more details? Fifteen on that? points. Yes, I actually do. I do. Yes, okay. a- Andrew, you won with fifteen points. Whalen came in with thirteen. Oh, came yeah. in second with thirteen, and Wertner with nine. Um, yes, uh, it happened in two thousand and five, <laughs> and it was thrown by a Georgia man named uh, Vladimir Artunian, and the grenade did not explode. Where did this happen? Also, I don't know where it happened, but also Georgian meaning from the country Georgia, not from the state Georgia. I'm I'm uh, I'm assuming, yeah. And in 1969, by the way, 
um, actually only 4% of Americans had ever tried marijuana, and 34% of Americans had never even heard of, Amer- of marijuana. Hmm. Wow. Kind of goes against the whole idea of, like, the 60s were this pot-fueled crazy time. Sweeter, just a sweeter era. Mm-hmm. Wholesome, more wholesome. Yep. yep. I agree. I agree. More, more hairy. Well, <laughs> can't have everything. They were still naughty. So that's they weird were still history. Naughty. That's weird history. I wanna, I wanna give a big, uh, big congratulations to Andrew Kane. Thank you guys. And uh, Whalen, very well fought. Really great. Two points away from winning. Thank you. And uh, Wertner, you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourself. Why? You're, you're a pathetic little man. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean more so than than usual? Yes. Okay, oh, I got it. Yep. No. Stop. And we're back! Now that we've covered chatter, it's time for lure! This episode, we have one story. We always have one story. It's always only one. Did we ever do more than one? Maybe one. Yeah, I think in the, the beginning, very, I think in the beginning yeah, we did. In the very beginning yeah, we did, too. We it was too way ambitious. too much story. Yeah. We used to also rehearse. Remember that? We, oh, <laughs> stop. We used to also try to have an episode every week. Oh. oh, my God. I just got uh, tired. <laughs> the story's uh-huh. from Andrew. It's a, it's a, a bruff story, I would imagine. Andrew, yeah. take it away. Hello, thank you very much. Um, so this is a continuation of a bruff story that I first read uh, May 24th, 2015. Oh it was yeah. episode 14, Chatter and Lore. Um, and I know that some some listeners are hungry for the continuation of our to-be-continued stories. And we've just been teasing and teasing and teasing. And so here it is. Uh, a quick recap. The last time... <laughs> I, I really hope time, that one of the listeners that... Like heard that story and wanted to know the answer is dead by now. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, oh. I mean, what's great is that I think the people that like binge that have discovered us recently and they binge through it, it's not going to really be yeah, a totally it's long not wait that for them. Bad of a wait at all. The people that have been listening from the beginning, sorry. Um, wait, is this the horse so, commons story? Yes. Oh, yes. Shit. All right, so, go. so very quickly, this is uh, a man was on an island with he was sort of castaway situation and. We learned at the end of the story that he was uh, lost his memory and was, in fact, horse commons. <laughs> so this is part two of that story. The man awoke in a puddle. His head sat sodden in a slurry of mud and sand. The war drums of his dreamscape now pealed racking thunderheads across a horrific gray sky. The tears of sleep were now the rain of waking. Where was he in that reverie? Piloting some fighter, wasn't he? Eyes goggled behind the nosedive, propeller cutting a circular blur. Or was he vesselless in freefall, caught flack and bleeding? It was hard to conjure it now, that sky scene dissolved to this waking misery, muddled and shivering in this sandy haven some 20,000 feet down. But where? The man shifted and stood, blinking water to better see. A league off, lightning split a white trident into that gray gunmetal ocean, ocean and sky all one unreaped storm cycle. The man's teeth vibrated, same as in that cockpit he dreamt he occupied, same as in that desperate plunge. His body was soaked as the same, sweat for rain, war for storm. He still might have been in half-sleep. An idiotic-looking cave-dweller waved at him from a shanty of palm fronds. Across the whirring wind, this troglodyte hooted some profanity and kept waving. The man thought he'd see what this was about. 
At the pathetic dwelling, the man saw that the half-naked Cretan was not alone. There were two of them huddled there in the hut. The bearded one, the one who had been waving, was the first to speak. I think we might be in trouble, he moaned. That's what Aggie said anyway. Aggie, the apparent other, said nothing but tried to wipe the water from his bald forehead. Is that so? asked the man. Both Neanderthals sat shivering, silent. Why do you think that, Aggie? Aggie looked at the man and shook his head. I say, why do you think that? What's all this about? Aggie pursed his lips resentedly before proceeding. Every day it's the same story with you. We thought it funny at first. Hell, we had our share of misremembering ourselves, but these storms are not worth laughing at. The bearded one began moaning. Storm, is it? The man asked. Storm like you've never known. We've been trying to chop wood for weeks to build a proper shelter. Load of good it's done us now. And you, every day, playing the jester. Christ, man, put your pecker away, will you? The man looked down. Yep, pecker out. <laughs> Sorry, fellows, he replied, placing his hand over the old sex trumpet. <laughs> you say we've been here how long? Us or you, Aggie asked. Well, either or, say, is the big one like to quit those cow sounds? Booth, say, Booth, give it a rest. We're in trouble, ain't we? Load Booth like a goddamn cow. <laughs> When have we not been, Booth? Listen, chap, I've told it to you how many times. What's one more before the end, eh? Booth and I washed up breathing I don't know how far back. Terry and Peg we saw out on the sandbar. Mazer and Jack were up climbing trees. So there were others? Others? Oh, chap. Yes, others. Except each squall that hits takes another... Uh, except each squall that hits another don't make it. After the third we found you in the thicket without so much as a drop of spittle on you. Figured you fell from a zeppi or something. Fell, did I? I thought so. I told you I don't know. And neither do you. We've been through this time and again. We learned to hide the axe head after a bit, but that didn't help for long. Axe head? No, come off it. It's too early to set you off again. We might need you yet today. Just then a thunderbolt blazed from sky to sea, forking and reforking into a burning net wider than God himself. The vision of such brightness so immeasurably large brought tears to the man's already watery eyes. The man blinked and blinked and blinked again, but the vines of lightning kept pulsing across the back of his eyelids, meshing with the vein work already throbbing. A vision came then, memory-like, fluttering like a magic lantern show through his optic nerve. A woman folding sheets through an open door, a child skipping joyfully with a shag-haired sheepdog, a half-naked body hanging like a marionette from a shattered tree. Then each of them, all three separated by time and place, somehow looked at him all at once. The man fell backwards and kept falling, 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 loops and barrel rolls and nosedives, gravity cinching his gut, an open pit, a swirling grave, quiet. The man awoke in a tantrum, limbs flailing, desperate to stop his terrible freefall. Both legs, both arms sprayed sand. He felt his weight steady on that warmth of beach. His head rested then. He gathered breath before rolling to his stomach to survey his surroundings. The sea lapped torrents of foam, black branches of flotsam, tree pieces higher ashore, seaweed like fishermen's netting blanketing sections of beachhead. He stood and walked. Some terrible force had been loosed across this place. Where had he been amidst all that? Had he washed up debris-like with everything else? He rubbed his head, his sand-covered hair. A ship, was it? Some holiday-turned-catastrophe? A dinner, lively music, a costumed ensemble? A little bald fellow broke his daydream. Did he imagine it? No, the man was there, shuffling across the beach, shoeless, red-faced. Before he could speak, the bald man cracked his fist into the man's face. He tried to hold him back, but the bald man struck again. He's gone now, gone! The bald man spat. Who? The man replied, shielding his face. Booth, you devil! Swept out to sea... 
For a moment, I thought it'd be you the hurricane take, not me only friend. Poor devil, poor Booth. The bald man smacked him once more. And for Christ's sake, will you ever cover up your shiny wanger? The man looked down. His crotch goblin was out for all the world to see. What's the matter with you always flipping about that ding-dang ding-dong? Have some decency. The man would have liked to tuck it into his trousers, but he wasn't wearing any. So he just stared sadly at his pee pipe while the bald man walked off. Don't come looking for me. Baldy shouted over his shoulder. I don't want nothing to do with you. Hold, the man cried. Hold yourself, you nit. Now just wait a steam-blasted minute, you noxious little knucklesucker. The bald man stopped and turned. Say again? You heard me, you mud-munching simpleton. Bring that greasy bald flesh bowl over here lest I split it with my knee and ride your polished pate into Neptune's green dining room. Well, all right. Suddenly the bald fellow let out a yip and lunged at the man, producing a glinting hunk of metal and raising it to strike. What sort of weapon is that, you sun-scorched horse and half-ape? Common steel, Baldy said as he sunk the axe head into the man's crown. Only the best for you, horse, old devil. Horse Common sunk to a knee, lifted a hand to push away his bald assassin, but the arm bent backwards instead as though trying to scratch an itch he couldn't quite reach. His left eye looked directly at the blade lodged in his skull while the right lifted straight to heaven. And with a burble of breath and a faint cooing sound, he saw all he could ever hope to see. When the hands groped at him from the deck of the Atlantean, he had scoffed. When the pirate stabbed his suit jacket and flung him weightlessly into the sky, he had cried. But when his lungs were emptied and he paused to swallow more air, he realized the sky below him continued to stretch without limit. Mustering further curses, he recalled his distaste for the meal they had served, bœuf en croûte, truffles perigord a Bordeaux of an appalling vintage. And since when should such a thing upset him so? Was he not more keen for a cut of venison and a mug of beer? When had he turned to prissying about such namby pambery? This trip was a waste, as worthless as a hogshead of pig iron to a dynamo maker. He only took the tickets because Pittsburgh had bored him so terribly of late. The track, the opera, the smelting furnace, all one wash. He'd taken to pinching his nether flesh just to feel alive. He'd hoped a bit of sky adventuring might stir some new storm in his gullet. And here he was, ten thousand fathoms high, tossed like a sack of daisies, flopping like a wounded bird, screaming, crying, howling for a better final course. The last moments of his pathetic life. Well, then he'd live them by gum. He'd force every stitch of life out of this sky plunge. He unbuckled his trousers, forced them from his trembling knees, let the gravity blast his beanpole, his flapping southern stone purses. If nothing else could be so, horse commons would go out thrusting. But then he saw the black gave way to gray, the gray to green, and here and there a wink of hearth fire. A tiny coastal village scene with a view to make the seraphim jealous. He wobbled his bony pelvis in victory, his skin candy whipping boisterously in the clouds. He did not aim for the tree, but it found him. The force in which he entered its branches embrace might have inseminated the very moon. Such a world-deafening <laughs> crack his entry did emit. When he lifted his head, he saw the dog. Fluffy thing, no eyes but a pinkish flap of tongue. The child stood beside it, eyes agog at the man all a-dangle. The woman came running after the child set off calling, then all three returned to watch him hanging there. Steel magnet, Atlantean passenger, sky penetrator, tree eruptor, horse commons. Though the tombstone they buried him under read none of those things. Its simple inscription in their humble cemetery read thus, Homem du Cio, man from the sky. But this was no end 
Past death, white light, raw sound, when Horse found himself hanging there, he lifted his chin, and the blabber those three babbled morphed from Portuguese to a glowier tongue. The woman addressed him directly. "'You again,' she called. "'Again?' came Horse's reply. "'Another day at the beach, eh?' she asked. "'How'd you know?' "'You can't make it further in, can you?' "'Further in where?' "'You're stuck on the Evernow's archipelago, poor child,' she laughed." "'The Evernow?' Horse asked. "'The farthest out one can be. "'But don't worry. "'The ether squall will blow you further in one day.' "'One day,' Horse intoned. "'You must have done something special to keep dropping back here.' Horse pursed his lips to reply but forgot what he was about to say. He squinted at the figure. "'A woman, wasn't it?' The light lowered, her visage bent, as though someone had placed a glass bowl about him. "'Though you are all special.' the voice cracked. Mm -hmm. So very special. He closed and opened his eyes. Focus, focus. Yes, there. A puckered face, a flicker of fire. My special ones, the face said. My children. The man awoke in a daze. He rubbed his eyes, looked over the beach, the rising tide, and stood. In the ocean breeze, his (laughs) peener flew free. (laughs) The end. Yeah. Stop making me write, okay? It's too good. You're still going to write things. That's the rules. Tom, wake up. Tommy. Tommy, wake up. Thank you. And we're back. Uh, now it's time for uh, some questions from our various social media contacts. Um, Andrew, mm. I believe you've collated these, and uh, I'm very excited to, to communicate with our listeners. Okay, so the first question is from Ratia Kellyamson via Facebook. Uh, it's a couple, it's a multi-part question, so get ready. Okay. Uh, do you brainstorm for new universes together, or does one person come up with the universe and everyone else writes in it? Mm. And then that's, so that's the first question, and then I'll ask the second part of the question. Really uh, do we brainstorm question. our universes together, or does one person come up with it? So usually, Gentlemen. I guess I'll, I'll throw this in there. Usually, like, I'll come up with an idea, and Whalen will come up with an idea, and then we'll kind of get those out of the way. And then Werner <laughs> and Wayne Kane will decide <laughs> what's really going to happen. Right? What's yeah. really going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, impressive, Tom. Oh, you came up uh, with that real quick. That was good. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, typically, I think we when we are able to get together for a retreat, which is not often, that's when we do a lot of like, what about this? What about that? Kind of spitballing. And then if someone has a really strong a really strong story in mind and kind of pitches it and everyone says, "All right, let's do that," then we just do that. So it kind of just depends on depends on sort of where we are, you know. If someone has a fully realized idea, then sometimes it's nice to just kind of let them run with it. Uh, does anyone else want to answer the first part of the question before I ask the second part? I would just say I think it, historically it has tended to be one person's idea and then everybody else says, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, like Pope, yeah, like that's I, what think, what, Paul I think what Green was I, I, Tommy, I think, you know, right? right. And uh, I think Jabez Flitwick was one that I had suggested. And the, 
was you, yep. yes. Um, well, and also just to give the get to give like, you know give the people what they want a little bit of actual insight into what our process has been on occasion is that we will sometimes take an eye like we'll we have a Google Drive where we all have access to it and sometimes we'll do a little like paragraph of what we think the season could be and we'll drop it in there and then we'll give ourselves a date to kind of get together and having read all of that and we'll kind of talk about those different ideas and which ones we think we can make a whole season out of which ones we can't um you know so we have probably have still like maybe like a almost a dozen ideas that we haven't used yet um but that's you know one little thing that we have Mm -hmm. done in the past right yeah right and that's sort of one one person leading in a Ryan, big way. Uh, in that still way. waiting for uh, so the, uh, Duck Fishman, uh, Duck Pond Fish Man. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm really nice. sorry. I went for it. What? I went okay. for it. All what I had was, was all I had was Duck Fishman, and then I went for That's it. Okay. Oh. I'm really sorry. Duck Fishman's a great name. I love that name. Uh, <laughs> oh, Duck Fishman. This is the second. This is the second. Stay tuned for. We might put oh. Duck Fishman in a future season. <laughs> I don't get it. What is Duck? I don't Fishman? think it's just a stupid <laughs> name. Just it's just, came it's up, just a stupid name. Made up right name. now. Uh, I always think there's an inside joke, and I'm like missing it. But really, half the time you guys are just saying bullshit. Yes, yes. Right. That's exactly right. This All is right. the second half of Ratia's question. Then, once you've decided on a universe, do you have a good idea of the ending of that particular story when you start it, then fill out the middle bits as you go, or do you make it up as you go along, like Ratia does when she writes stories, and see where it takes you, or perhaps a comfortable combo? How, do How does a rose grow? <laughs> <laughs> a little sunlight, a little water, and time. And then the the whisperings of a muse. And some fertilizer. Uh, Oh, never mind. So, Andy. (laughs) A whole bunch of fertilizer. Uh, Andy, since you just did, since you just did this for Bruff, since you, since you just did this for the, for both, you were the, for both Bruffs, you were the story editor. So how did you do it for that? Uh, Yeah, I guess that's what we decide. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we do, yeah, we decide the universe, then we choose a lead story editor, and generally they kind of come up with a, a full treatment that does indeed include an ending. Um, yes. However, yes. however, however, uh, we did not necessarily, for for any of the two-parters, Bruff or, or Carver, we did not necessarily have an end-end in mind, but we had an end of that season in mind. Right. But yeah, we always do work. We always, it's the lead story editor's duty to generate a, like an outline that has a beginning, a middle and an end. And then some of the filling in the middle bits is, is invented by whoever happens to be writing the episodes, but we do have to kind of stick to a, like, you know, plot point kind of thing. I I mean, that's, that's how I feel like is the most efficient way to do it for this for like 25 minute long serial radio narratives but yeah for like fiction writing it's probably you can you can do a little bit more of kind of just make it up as you go along um see stephen king uh or you know i don't know right anything else for that one i think it's pretty well nope All right, just si- yeah, just six did. more it's from Ratia, and then we'll. Uh, no, no, that was. Oh, she, oh that's it. She had a she had a two part question, oh, okay. so that's what that was. Oh, okay. uh, Hunter Durbage, our old boy, the Dervish. Hey, Hunter! Uh, Hunter asks <laughs> via Facebook. Tom and Ryan always seem to be at each other's throats. How much of this animosity is real, and how much is just played up for laughs? Uh, 
Tom and Ryan, tell us. Yeah. Everything. <sighs> I'm uh, everything. I'm I'm okay with Tom, I uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I you know, comment from Tom. <laughs> I, I I no, I'm I I uh I think I think on I can only speak for myself, um, but it's almost always in jest. Almost? Yeah, almost. It's Wait, almost what are the ones that aren't all but like what's what's what doesn't qualify as in jest? Like almost that, that you know, what can you give me some examples of what what is not in jest? I think I th- I think I think if you don't know then that's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not a I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not a mind I'm not a mind I'm not a mind reader. You should know. You know, I can't just jump you into your know. mind. I don't presume you to know. know everything about you. That you know, I, I'm not that kind of an arrogant person. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. oh man, he jumped right to it. Oh man. Just so just so just so our viewers know, Whalen and I did actually get into a heated argument once. Um, we were both oh. wearing tights. That's an important. That's an important note. We were both wearing tights, and we were standing in a in a in a, in a dressing room, a, a, having an, a legitimate argument. I don't even know what it was. And about. Whalen did that. He went. You were getting so. And I. I did. I was. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Andy and a mutual friend of ours just turned. Goes. They turned to me. This is what I knew. I fucked up. They were like, oh, my God. I can't believe you just did that. And these two people were reasonable people. No, not like Tom. And they were like, <laughs> and I, one of them said, yeah, I think if the Pope did that to me, I'd still slap him. But uh, I think any real hatred is probably towards Andy, for me anyways. Uh, you could tell. I mean, Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, there's no, there's no uh, to be to be perfectly clear. It's all hyped up for the show. There's no hatred. There's no anger. There's there's some disappointment, but that's not. Uh, a lot of people think. I think a lot of people think of our fours relationship as as this thing that's like when people who don't know us see us get together. For some, it can be a little hmm. startling, and and until I until I until I think I hope they realize that we it comes from actual deep love exactly. That we are just awful to each other. Sometimes there's a lot, there's a lot of bickering. Yeah, yeah. a lot of, it's a lot. but and it's all, but it's all humor based. Oh sure, we think so. We're, we we think so, and we're aware of it. But not everyone is, <laughs> I think, is conscious of that. You know what? That's so funny to me. Like, and I've had that conversation many times. Like, even like with with some of you, like where I, I I'm doing something and I think it's very funny, and like people are like, "Why are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? Why are you being serious?" And I'm like, like I'm like, and that always made me think like. If I was being, I must come off as such an asshole. Like for people to legitimately think that I could be serious with some of the stuff that I say, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy no, that's, to me. That's the confusion. But that's I, but happened. I enjoy that. I enjoy the confusion. <laughs> Wait, can, can we back up, Ryan? Do you think I hate you? No, I, no, Is that no, no. What no, you no. Said? No, no, I Waylon hate you. Hate Ryan you. hates you. Ryan hates you. Oh, well, no, 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 no. I oh, can't say yeah. it's, it's, yes, it's yes, I hate it's Uno, Uno, Andy. Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy. if we're playing Uno or any type of fucking game, Andy turns into a monster. I mean, he is a monster. (laughs) I don't mean like, and I don't mean a talented gamesman. I mean a monster, just just someone who has no regard for someone else's feelings or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. just... And at first you think that it's funny. At first you think that he's like doing a bit, like it's it's a joke. 
and you're like, oh, like, wouldn't it be like, like, funny if he kept doing that? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, after like an hour, you like, this is legitimately who oh, this person yeah. is right now. This is a different Andy. It, absolutely. I, I I once played a game of Cards Against Humanity with Andy, which there's no score. <laughs> it's just a fun oh. game, and I saw his wife slap him in the face. <laughs> Because of how much of an asshole he was being. I never heard this story. When did that happen? That was at oh, my 30th oh my birthday goodness. party. It was a very What was he doing? Moment. What was he doing for... What, did, was he just like I making fun of remember. his own wife's answers? Like saying that they're not funny? Probably. Or, probably. Yeah, because when Andy... When, when Andy doesn't like a, a submission with Cards Against Humanity, he'll just flick the card. He'll just like... Nah, Sometimes you won't even read it. Just flip it. Like, nope. <laughs> the next time we do, the next time we do a retreat, we're gonna play cards against humanity, and we're gonna live tweet oh, okay. it. Oh and, yeah. Uh, well, no, let's play Uno. No, if we're gonna do it, let's do okay. it. Let's play Uno. We'll play. We can play. Oh, Uno so everybody too. can see you do sit that. one out. Sit one out. Uh, <laughs> eat it. I think he says eat it sometimes. So everybody can see ya. Oh, see ya. Oh. <laughs> Oh god! I'm, no, no, no! I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry when I think about it. It's like two draw fours, oh. like two draw fours in a row. Oh, See ya! Because you think you got yeah. him. You think you got him. Uh. Oh. Oh. He is the worst. He's a terrible human being. And I bring out the worst a- in others too. Like Ryan, you, you're pretty. Uh, you you get pretty bad too, but only to me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, right. the way I describe it is, I'm, I'm a very competitive person, but I'm terrible at winning. So it's always, <laughs> it's always yeah. a terrible experience when we do anything competitive. I hate it, but um, I always do it. Um, that was a that was a great uh, great question, Hunter, the Dervis of, Dur- of Durbage. Thank you for that. Um, so our next question is from Clark Montgomery, Ooh. and it's for Andy. Uh, Clark Montgomery on Facebook asks, question for Andy, since, Uh yes, since he writes all the announcer bits. Yes, I do. I I do write all of those. Okay. How do you decide on what to announce as the commercials? In the earlier seasons, they sounded almost like real products you were advertising. (laughs) Let me get through. Let me get through it. Let me get through it. In the earlier seasons, they sounded almost like real products you were advertising in an almost insulting way. And later on, they all just seem like random collections of sad, desperate tales. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's, that's a great. That's just another like, good question. Just mirrors Andy's qu- life. And I noticed that recently when I was. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that recently when I was re-listening to some earlier seasons. I was like, oh, they used to be like legitimate products, like satirical products. Then they and I think that they, it's like a it's a mix now. Sometimes you get like a, a thing, and sometimes you get just like oh a dis- yeah. You d- I mean, just despair. There was a the, time the, when I had to consciously start doing products again, like start pushing products <laughs> back into it because I got really deep in the weeds with like these layered, you know, advertisements. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> that were just about uh, this. My favorite one is when he sees when he thinks he sees someone in the house. Oh. I have to plug. Uh, yeah, and it turns out it was just. And the it's the house. Lady. It's the yeah. house cleaner. I, yeah. I, oh, have, I have to plug this yeah. for you, Andy, too, because I don't know how how well it's out there. I, it could be it could be obvious, but if if you can, there's only a couple of entries. But if you can, I think go to the website and look for uh, the announcer's corner. Is that what you call it, Andy? 
yeah, it's the on the Patreon corner. page. Yeah, I, oh, it's on the man. the Patreon yeah. page. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I it's probably been like a year. Yeah, since but I put the, one the out, two but, in uh, there, or two yep. or three. Just if if you like Andy's two style, or three, yeah. You know, with the announcer, you're going to want to read those as well because those had me. La- lit- I I want to say I want to say the announcer is the best thing that Root Alchemy has going for it. <laughs> I mean, that shit. Ju- I, I have never heard the announcer do anything where I was like, eh. <laughs> like, every time I have to pull over oh, the car, because I'm laughing great. so hard. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Right. Uh, I, I just feel like when when I started, like, it was just, it, it certainly was just advertisements, because I didn't have a character mm. for him. But then Andrew, or uh, I guess, suggested that he put a little tag at the end of the credits, oh, just really? some sort that of little a, announcer okay. storyline, and and it and and that's when we started with his wife Denise. Oh, oh god! Uh, and, and so in my house, Denise. Yeah, in I think my that's house. What really I'm led sorry, to Andy. Go ahead. This is a little... <laughs> well, yeah, no, but that's how Denise became. You know, the con- I, and and I think that's really if you look at it in Carver Cranebottom, uh, the first one or two episodes, I think he was a happily married man because nothing <laughs> happens. But then that was the beginning of the end. Is when Denise started. Oh. Um, you know, came out came out to him that she was with, uh, you know, Steve. Oh, um, Steve. that was the beginning of his descent into madness <laughs> and a deep, deep depression. Mm. Yeah. Well, we all we all love him dearly. Thank you, thank you, Clark Montgomery. Thank you, Andy. Whoa. I have uh, two more questions. Oh, okay, we better get uh, to them quickly. <clears throat> yep. So uh, this is from Model Z on Twitter. Our old friend Model Z. Uh, on Twitter, he asks, does the last line of the last episode of Bruff tie to Poe Green? And does this mean we're going to try to tie everything together? And was this always the plan? <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, well, Ryan Whalen wrote the last episode, but it's, it was based off of the outline that Andy wrote, so... I don't know. Andy, do you want to answer it? I think you should because, I, yes, I wrote that outline, but it was your idea uh, to, to to tie those two seasons. So, oh, yep. yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, it was so long ago. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> yeah so I think so. I think the, the short answer is yes. I feel like we're, we, we started with some of these, like, uh, goalpost kind of seasons, Carver Crane Bottom, Rough Tax Wind. Um, and then when we're thinking in sort of like the, uh, the actual timeline of, of real history and thinking like these might sort of butt up against each other in certain places. And so I feel like as we've continued to work on the project and the other guys can ch- chime in here, however they see fit. But like, I feel like we've, we've noticed, you know, we sort of noticed that this universe that we're building, it's, it's all these separate things, but they all kind of have these, this, there's a, there's some kind of weird unity about the whole thing. And it, I think it has to do with kind of the spirit of our creative collaboration, but it also has to do with the characters that like the announcer and like the narrator who are, who are sort of the over overarching things that sort of tie everything together. And so I think after we did Poe Green, I said, um, we should try to, we should try to have this business of rough and the Atlant and the, uh, the Atlantean disaster somehow relate to that incident with the ghosts being unleashed. <clears throat> and actually originally in the treatment that Tom wrote for, for Poe Green, I think he, he specified that the event that unleashed the ghosts happened in Yugoslavia, but that was actually cut from the final episodes that mm. were, that we dropped on Poe Green. And then 
somehow it made its way into the Bruff treatment and didn't get dropped. So that's what all the Yugoslavia stuff is actually referring back to. A thing, a thing, a thing, a thing a, 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 like a treatment, like one line in a treatment eventually got cut anyway, but we just kind of held on to it. And geographically, it sort of, it made sense um, in terms of, you know, the trajectory of that ship. And if they're, the, you know, if all of Bruff, all of Bruff kind of runs right into, you know, the chapter two of Bruff runs right after chapter one. So it, it sort of made sense. I don't know. I think we're going to, we're not going to actively be like, we're not going to be like bending over backwards to make everything be nice and tidy and fit together like a puzzle piece. But I feel like it is naturally sort of happening that we're, that we're starting to stitch some of the edges of these things together. That was a very long answer. I'm sorry. I think you can (laughs) expect the same level of cohesiveness, um, as lost, I would say. <laughs> <clears throat> that is to say, n- not at all. None at all. We got one more. Oh, lost. Okay, we do have. This is the last one. It's very short. Uh, Gary Henderson via Twitter asks. Well, it's a it's a statement and a question. So I just finished all of Rude Alchemy. More <laughs> question mark smiley face. Well, I've down <laughs> much. Much, much more. Yeah, I mean, so the course of this chatter, and Laura, I've downgraded a, my one it. to ten, which was ten. I down to about it. I'd say, you know, eight point three. Now. Okay, but yeah, probably more. No. Eight point three. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for asking us these it questions. It's it's fun for us to answer them. Yes, it is. Okay, uh, Patreon. Hey, we want to say thank you to Custom Depth Denizen, Jake Smart, Tomb Depth Denizens, Hunter Durbridge, Michelle Normando, Kat Dillon, and Kyle Hyde, as well as Catacomb Depth Denizens, Mordecai Shakna, Derek Haynes, Michael Bonani, Heather Kelleher, and Zach McGee. Thank you all very much for thank you guys. Wonderful. That was beautiful. All right. Oh, Oh. Oh, should Two we talk about what? Should friends. we talk about what the next That'd thing is going to be? Does anybody know what it is? It's going to be a live. We're going to do. Damn we're going to go live shit. again. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do a live one, but I guess we don't know when. So watch the social medias. It's going to be in. April. A- it'll watch be in the April. Social medias. Um, it's going to be live yeah, and crazy. We have no idea what at this point. And to to clarify, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that when we say live, it just means we're going to broadcast live. It doesn't mean we're going to like be at a place and do it in like a theater or something like some of these successful podcasts like Lore and Welcome to Night Vale. Those kind of like those are like real, real podcasters. We're just going to all do it simultaneously at the same time and broadcast it live. Uh, an unrehearsed uh, pre-existing early radio script. That's what we're going to do in April. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And please continue to ask us some questions like you just did. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, There's a very good chance, like we just did, we'll answer your question on Chatter and or Lore. Also, remember to support us by joining the Rudiment Alchemic. And you get access to exclusive content like the Blooper Vault. Um, Yeah, that's patreon.com slash rudealchemy. Goodbye. So long. Bye. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Love you.
Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. This episode's story written by... Mr. Kane. Intro and outro music by Old Town Wake. All other music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive content like blooper reels from every season, visit RudeAlchemy.com slash support. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (sighs) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's. Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. Ha <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. 